What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to another Sports Talk Pod. Before we get going today, I just want to apologize for yesterday's video or uh, episode. I don't think it was my best work. I think the first two were better, which surprised me. I feel like as if I would go on or as if I get going, it would go better. But I just feel like yesterday I could have gone in depth with the games a lot more. I could have talked a lot more about the games. Um, When I was in, like, afterwards, after I uploaded this episode, I, like, thought of four or five things that I missed that I easily should have talked about, and I didn't. So I'm sorry. I felt like I was all over the place yesterday. I just feel like it wasn't a good episode. I'll keep it up if you guys want to go listen to it. I talked about all the super wildcard weekend games for the NFL Hopefully next weekend's division round is better. There won't be as many games. I won't have to worry about as many. I won't have to think about as many. But I just want to apologize for that. Was not a, not a good episode on my part that I personally believe in. So um, hopefully I get better as these go on. And they'll just like slowly become better as I have more experience with this. So just want to say that quickly. Um, Today we have... Uh, quite a bit to get to. We have to talk about NBA COVID problems as they've been having a mess the past couple of days with that. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. We have Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, so I'll give you my uh, input on that, what's up next for him. And then to end it off, we will talk about the college football championship recap between Ohio State and Alabama, and we'll kind of talk about the game a little bit, talk about where college football needs to go next because I think not just me, but a lot of people in this world are starting to see, if you're not an Alabama fan, are seeing that the college football players are getting boring. So um, I'll talk about where they need to go next with that um, uh, and get my opinion on that. And then I was supposed to talk about the slow start to the MLB offseason, but I just uh, decided that, you know, I was looking at my notes for what I have uh, talking about today, and I already have a lot to talk about um, for this episode already. So I was thinking, you know, later this week, I don't think MLB is going to be heating up anytime soon with the offseason. So I can always talk about that within the next few days, um, and I bet everything will still be the same. So uh, let's get going right into this. NBA COVID problems. NBA was doing fine the first couple weeks of their season and then this last week they've been hit with a lot of problems for COVID. Um players have been in quarantine, some big names, Kevin Durant, um Tatum, Jason Tatum. Uh there's many more out there big names that uh have the 76ers were uh affected by it a couple uh a couple days ago where they only had eight players to play. Houston had it their first game of the season with problems of it. So it's just like They've had a lot of problems with that, and I'm, I was expecting that. Now that they're not in the bubble, they can't just – they were literally in a bubble a couple months ago. That was perfect. You can't do that for a whole season, so we kind of saw this. But then games are being canceled. Kristaps Porzingis was supposed to come back last night off of his injury um, against the Pelicans, and that game got canceled due to uh, COVID problems. And then the Heat versus Celtics also got canceled a couple days earlier. Um, I guess postponed. They are going to try and uh, reschedule them, but were postponed a couple days ago due to um, – problems with the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat, both teams having COVID problems. Um, I don't know what to think about this. Obviously, we saw it coming. We're in a crazy world right now with everything going on, and you can't stop it from happening. The big thing Adam Silver needs to figure out is what to do next because you can't allow this to keep happening all year long where you're having key players like Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum sitting out of big games say we get down to the end of the season playoffs time and we're getting into I mean I say in playoffs maybe you put a bubble in there you put them on a bubble and they all play but then that takes away the home court advantage again I don't know they're gonna have to figure something out though because you can't have playoffs game four game five game clinching playoff games with Kevin Durant Jason Tatum out or you can't 
I mean, you could cancel them, but you can't. Like, it's not like, what is one day going to do? What is, okay, you cancel on Monday. Okay, we'll just play Tuesday. That's not how it's going to work because the team is still going to not have their star players. So I just think Adam Silver needs to uh, sit down with the, all the executives in the NBA and just figure out what do we do now because it's going to start coming fast. Once once one team gets it, they played enough teams where they're going to keep getting it. Do I say they maybe get rid of some restrictions? I don't know because, I mean, they do have some pretty strict restrictions, and I mean, it makes sense. But the whole, they for, they've been so many people in quarantine who haven't actually tested positive, but it's just been close contact. Like, there's so many people who are in close contact in this sport that have been getting it. And they haven't even gotten COVID, but they just, like, are out for 10 days because they're close contact. And that makes sense. But I just don't know if – because they're even doing it where your family members that you live with can get tested. And if any of them test positive, you have to sit out for, like, so many days before you can come back. So I just feel like they have really high restrictions. And it makes sense. But in the long run – big games down the road you can't allow these guys to be missing these games like uh michael porter jr was out for so many days but then he he, i think he came back for maybe a day or two maybe he wasn't even back and he was already off again for another couple of days because of some restrictions that have been going on so i just feel that maybe the nba needs to figure something out i don't know what you can really do though because obviously you have to keep the players safe but at the same time you got to get these games in because you have to make it to the end of the season at some point do I see them canceling the season? No. I think all sports teams are behind that. They're not going to do that anymore unless something gets crazy bad again. But I just don't know what they can fix to like do it. Because I, I don't even think – I'm not even thinking about the problems right now. I'm thinking about problems a couple months down the road when they're playing in playoffs. And all of a sudden you have a game seven, maybe to go to the finals, maybe just get out of the first rounds, a, just a game seven, and your star player's out. Jason Tatum – um, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler for the Heat, those types of players, those impact players. I just like Giannis. What if he gets it for the Bucks? That's their Chris Middleton. Those types of players. Like, because once you get one, a lot of their team is going to be in close contact with them because they're always with each other on game days, at practices, all those types of things. So what do you do? Do you put them in a bubble? Okay, you can do that. But then all of a sudden, all those teams that work for that one seed to get that home court advantage all the way through a playoffs, it's gone. So like so now what do you do? You just tell them oh it doesn't matter like last year. That's gonna affect some teams again like the Bucks. It did last year. You show you saw that they just did not play well in the bubble. Um, and I personally think it was because of the fan aspect and just playing in a different court. So um, I I don't know what the next step is for the NBA, but they're gonna have to figure something out because it. I don't think they can keep canceling they didn't even have a problem for the first couple of weeks but it has been lately that you've seen a lot of problems and i think they need to figure something out before it gets worse before you see because it was it was two games yesterday they got canceled but i don't want it to get worse where all of a sudden there's three four five games getting canceled a day where there's you you go into a game a game again uh, let's say bucks versus heat big game and Giannis, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, those types of guys are out close contact quarantine. Like you don't want you don't want a game on those Saturday night prime times on ABC where it used to be like the Warriors versus the Thunder when it was a a clash. It, I mean that's not anymore, but like when it was, and you don't want to be seeing these third rotation type of guys starting in those types of games. I mean it might have to happen at some point to keep people safe, but I just don't I don't know. If that's the answer, because I think NBA will lose out on a lot of a lot of viewership for that. So I just think Adam Silver and his team needs to sit down and find a figure something out. Is it do they 
put some restrictions away. I don't know if that's the answer. If I don't think the answer is, oh yeah, we need to get rid of some restrictions. A lot of it's like, no, you still have to be safe with this. But maybe it's going to, maybe it's lowering the quarantine amount. Maybe it's only a couple of days. Or maybe it's, okay, you were in close contact. Come back with two negative tests and you're good to come back on the team and play. Something like that to get players back maybe faster or have a, have something in the playoffs where you can figure it out where something happens. You're still allowed to get those key players in the games without having to push the playoffs back for months and months and months waiting for these guys to get back. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I think the NBA has some... I think every that's every sport, though, they've had this problem, so they're all of them are going to have to figure it out. NFL figured it out perfectly. I thought NFL did an amazing job at figuring that stuff out. Um, so NBA's going to have to do it. I mean, it's harder for NBA because you play a game almost every other day. As NFL, you play once a week, so you have the whole week to, to get them back into it. Um, I guess we'll have to see what happens. I don't know if they're going to switch anything or if they're just going to be like, well, you guys need to be safer out there, so... Um, I guess we'll have to see what happens in the in the NBA. Um, but let's move on to the next one. NBA is all done with for that. Oh, I'll get into that more as the weeks and months go on of this season. We'll see if they fix something or not. So we'll get into the next one. Um, switching over to the NFL now. Deshaun Watson, he wants out. Um, so the big thing I want to say is, can you blame them for wanting to leave that team? Houston Texans are a mess. They're 4-12 this year, third in the AFC. Um, basically just wasting away Deshaun Watson's career. Um, you saw it in the video, if anyone saw it, uh, at the on Week 17 when they lost to, I'm pretty sure it was the Titans off of uh, off, off, off of a field goal. Um, Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt were walking off the field, and there was a microphone hooked up to them, and you could hear J.J. Watt saying, sorry, Deshaun Watson, for wasting one of his prime years of his career. And it's true. I mean, he's 25 years old, drafted in 2017, so this is, what, his third season in the league? And he they, they've played well the past few years, years. I mean, they've made playoffs before. I know that. Um, I don't think they've ever been a team that is at, has been at the top. But they were also they were they were in the playoffs. I remember watching him in the playoffs, and they were good. Like last year, they were ten and six. So I just I think the team really should come up to him and tell him sorry because they they did waste one of his seasons. And I I had him on my fantasy team, and he did me very well every week. Forty points, thirty points, sixty points. Like he just he did it all for me. Um, I don't think J.J. Watt should be the one who's apologizing to him. J.J. Watt's probably the one person who put his all out there every single game, just like Deshaun Watson did. I think it's some of these other guys should be saying it. Maybe some of the wide receivers, um, the defense did not play well throughout the season. Um, Those type of guys I think should be the ones that have to, uh, who should be standing out and saying something because – I mean, J.J. Watt said it. He even said in a press conference uh, that they should apologize to the fans for wasting a full year of them getting to see football. They they did not play well this year, and it showed. And it, it's not like Deshaun Watson had amazing games. Like he, there are sometimes where he had bad games, but like these are the wide receivers he had. He had Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks. Those were his three main. Will Fuller was out about, I don't know how far it was into the season. It was a little bit after Thanksgiving. He was out. 
due to um, drug-related issues or taking some steroids, something, it was something illegal he was taking, and he didn't know. He said that the doctors at there said he could take it, and he actually couldn't. So I won't blame him for it, but so he, his top target um, for Deshaun Watson was out about a couple, a, a little bit after Thanksgiving, I know it was. So he, that his, I mean, that hurts. I mean, when you're throwing all, a lot of your passes and he's and then your top target's out, that's going to hurt you because now you have to find your new top target. And, I mean, Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks just aren't going to do it. And Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb have been injured for majority of the season. So they've he, Deshaun Watson have had to work with injuries, suspensions, millions of drop balls a game. I've watched some of the games, and they've been wide open drop balls. Um, it's just, it's, I feel bad for him because he, he does deserve to be on a good team. And he was, I mean, last year they made playoffs, they won their, the AFC South. So I just feel that like it was, it might've been a fluke year. I don't know. I'm, is the problem the wide receivers? Is it the defense? I don't know that Deshaun Watson though, all I know is he wants out. He does not want to be there anymore. And it's probably good because I feel like this team, they don't even have a first round pick this year because they traded to the Dolphins. So this 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 franchise is just going downhill at this point. I don't see anything else like going well for them. Deshaun Watson wants out. They went four and twelve this year, and they don't have a first round pick. The future is not bright for Houston. I'm gonna say that right now. You could probably say Houston has a problem. And if you guys want to be that type of person that does all that, all the those types of sayings that that is perfect saying right now. Houston, we have a problem because they. I, I honestly think J.J. Watt should leave, too, because he's wasting a lot of his career playing for a not-so-good team. So I think both of them need to find a way to leave. Um, I mean, yes, they will get someone good for Deshaun Watson. I mean, they'll get a good trade for that, but it won't be anything that will save their team because right now they don't have a quarterback if Deshaun Watson leaves. I'm pretty sure their other quarterback is, yeah, A.J. McCarron is one of their quarterbacks. I don't know if they have someone above him or not. Uh, Josh McCown is on that team, so... Um, their their team is definitely uh on the downhill. And the other thing is they don't really have a good running back. Like they I mean they have David Johnson. Is he amazing? No. And they have Duke Johnson. So those are their two main running backs. So the defense doesn't really have to worry about them running the ball on them. So you know what they're gonna do majority of the game. Deshaun Watson did whatever he could all season to get it done. Uh, he had good games still, but I think it's just with the type of weapons he had, he did what he could do, and that was about it. Um, very mature for J.J. Watt, though, to come through and say, apologize for the type of season they had. I mean, it was the last couple of weeks it showed they that they just weren't out there to play anymore. And I mean, it makes sense when you're 4-12, and 12, you don't want to be out there anymore. Like, whatever they were at the moment, you don't want to be out there anymore when you're not in playoffs and you're that low and you don't even get your pick. Like, I think you guys lost all those games and you get a good pick, but now you don't because of a trade. So it definitely hurts, I bet, um, for that. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I feel bad for him. Um, like I said, only 25. He's got – he's – and the thing is, like, he's young, but he's – he's he, he's still got plenty of years. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the question is, will he be that type of player like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, where you're – 30 something years old and you're still playing MVP MVP type football like Aaron Rodgers is I don't know we'll have to find out in a couple years but if it's not then then the Texans are really wasting his career if he doesn't have um that type of career where he can last that long and I don't feel like he will because 
he's had a lot of wear and tear in him the first night. He's had a torn ACL. This year he got injured many times because his offensive line did not give him much time to throw the ball, so he'd get sacked a lot, hit a lot. It's just I don't know how long his career will last, but it better not be in Houston because he needs he needs to uh, find somewhere else, and I mean he wants to. So I don't know where it's going to be. I don't know what's next for him. I haven't really heard rumors of where he's going. Um, he said that he wants, or that he didn't say he wants, but I've heard rumors of like Washington trying to get him. I don't know how true that is. I mean, they found their quarterback, uh, Heineke the other day, so I think they'll be fine with that. But, um, I don't think, I don't know where he'll go. It's, it's definitely interesting and it'll be interesting to see this offseason if he does get moved. But it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I've heard the Dolphins will take him. I heard, um... Which is weird because they have two of us. I don't know why why you would do that. But I'm reading some things and it says the Dolphins, uh, the Panthers. I mean, that would make sense. But um, it'll just be interesting to see where he goes and wh- what Houston will take from him. Because Houston won't just give up anything for him. But then the question is, is if Deshaun Watson is on the team next year, does he play because there are there are types of players who if they don't get what they want they won't play and I don't feel like Deshaun Watson's that person but like you can't force him to be on this team I mean he'll he'll go out there and ball out for you every game he'll have Will Fuller back next year um I think he's out for the first couple games but he'll be back later and I just think that um the longer you go in the offseason without trading Deshaun Watson the closer you get to next season the closer you get to training camp closer you get to preseason all that type of stuff for next year Deshaun Watson's going to want that trade more and more. And if he doesn't get it, he's not going to be happy. And you don't want that to be your quarterback. You don't want your quarterback coming in every day with a negative attitude because he doesn't want to play. Now, do I think Deshaun Watson's that type of person? No. I think he'll come out and ball out for whatever team he plays for. I mean, if I was him, yeah, I wouldn't like the Texans. But I would like the challenge to build this team from what they are and try and get them back to where they could be. I think it would be so cool to see Deshaun Watson win a, a Super Bowl at Houston. I think it'd be so cool to see that. I I I I would give him the challenge to do that. Um, Willie, I I know that's not what the NFL or any professional sports is like. It's win now. Let's not build up a team. It's let's get those top players and let's win now. So I don't know if he's there. Definitely with the career he's having, he could have a successful career if he can get to the Super Bowl. And the team he has right now isn't there. So I understand why he wants out. Um, it'll be interesting. We'll have to see where it goes. Um, but um. That's basically it for uh, Deshaun Watson. We'll see where that goes throughout the off season, and uh, we'll I'll kind of that's another thing I'll kind of keep track on if anything news happens with that. I'll I'll let you know. But a little bit of other NFL news: uh, Doug Peterson is out of eagle uh, head uh, out of a head coaching job in Philadelphia. He got fired yesterday, about twenty minutes after I released the released the episode. I swear every time I release an episode, something big happens literally 10 minutes after I upload and I go, wow, I really could have used that in my episode today. But um, yeah, so he got fired. So now the Eagles are going to have to look for uh, a new position. I uh, don't know who that's going to be. I haven't heard of who they're going to go for. So we'll have to see where that goes. But I mean, hey, the NFC East, that could be coming somewhere next year. Um, Heineke, if he stays in Washington, he can make that team successful. Dallas with Dak Prescott being back, they'll be successful. The Giants, they didn't make playoffs. They're going to have a decent pick. They could be decent. I mean, they got more experience. Saquon Barkley is going to be back, so they'll be good. And then the Eagles, if they get a good head coach, they get um, 
Hurts, Jalen Hurts, to get better, mature, more mature, get him. And then they have a good draft pick, too, because of how bad of a season they had. They have, like, the sixth pick or something. All these teams could be – I mean, it will it be a good division? No, it's not going to be a top division. But, I mean, hey, we won't have to look at a team who has a losing record in the playoffs anymore, possibly. So that could be a plus um, on that side. So – We'll have to see where this NFL... I'm excited for the NFL offseason. I'm excited to see where people go, uh, what teams decide. I feel like there's a lot of teams this year who get to decide in the offseason if they want to build their young quarterback and build them up to be good in the next few years or if they want to just scrap that, win now, and play. Because the Dolphins, the Eagles have that opportunity. There's a couple other teams. The Bears get to decide what they want to do. And so there's a couple of teams who they have a good opportunity to decide what they want to do with their franchise, uh, with their quarterback. Do they want to make a quarterback who could be a franchise quarterback like Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen, those type of guys? Or do they want to kind of go for the short-term type of thing and maybe get Deshaun Watson now? Um, those type of things. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason. Um, but we got to get through playoffs first, and it's it's going to be a good week of those, good couple weeks of playoffs, so we'll have to get through that first. Um, but now we can go away from the NFL, go to college football championship. Um, I'll talk about the game first. Wasn't a good one, so it won't take too long, I don't think. And then after that, I'll kind of get into what college football needs to do next. Because I'll tell you right now, it... The semifinal game was, uh, they were okay. They were both blowouts. It was fun to see Justin Fields throw for like six touchdowns um, in the semifinal game. But they were both blowouts, so they weren't fun to watch um, after a while. So um, I'll get into what they need to do. But I only watched the first half of this game. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even, I, it hit, I, I didn't get to see it live. I turned off all my notifications on my phone. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna find out what happens. I'm gonna record it, watch it after I'm done doing whatever I was doing, doing what I, what I was doing in the moment. So I finally turned the game on. I was waiting for it to start, and okay, YouTube TV is what I use, and I recorded it, and I was hoping I would be able to skip through certain things like commercial breaks, get through the game fast, you know, not in the five hours it takes. I tried. To, I couldn't skip through it, and it recorded the thirty minute like po or pregame that it had. So I literally had to sit there watching 30 minutes of pregame that I did not want to watch. I didn't care about it because like, I was just like, okay, I'm ready to watch this game. And I just had to hear about what Ohio State has to do. And we already knew that they had to stop Alabama's offense. And then they didn't do that. Um, and we all know that as Alabama won 52, 24, congrats to them for winning the championship once again. But yeah, I wasn't even able to, uh, skip past it. So like, we were, well, I watched the pregame. I was on my phone, didn't really pay attention to the pregame. Game started, full attention to the game. Started to pull away in the first. I'll go through the game more in depth, but I'm trying to go through my perspective of this. And it got, it hit halftime. I was watching the whole first half. It started to pull away. And then I go on my phone, going on Instagram, not even thinking that I follow SportsCenter. And I saw Alabama won. And I saw how big of a blowout it was. And I was like, okay, so Ohio State. Because I was like, Ohio State could still come back the second half. Justin Fields could play better. And he they could come back. They weren't down by that much. They were only, I mean, it wasn't close. But it, it there was a chance that they could still possibly come back. And then the, the second half, I, I saw it on SportsCenter. I didn't even try to. I just wanted my phone back. And forgetting that I had them on there. Turned off all notifications thinking that would do the job. No. Went on Instagram and saw it. So I was like, okay, I'm not wasting my time with the second half. Turned it off, went to bed. So I don't even know how the second half looks. 
I don't know, but all I know from the first half is Bama did Bama-type things. They scored, and they scored a lot. 52 points. And if you want to say it was Alabama who played well, Ohio State who played bad, it was both. Alabama dominated this game. Did it look good in the first quarter? Yes, it was 7-7 after the first quarter. Both teams were looking good. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good game. This is before I knew that it was a blowout. This is when I was like, oh, this is a good game, 7-7 at the, at the end of the first quarter. And Ohio State wasn't even playing, like, amazing. And then Alabama puts up 20 in the second quarter, and it kind of went downhill from there. Uh, now that I see the third quarter uh, and fourth quarter, Ohio State only scored seven points in the second half. Alabama scored 17. Um, but the, the, but like I said, Alabama was doing Alabama-type things. They were scoring. They were playing defense. They did, they did what they always do. They, why are we surprised that they won another championship? I mean, at this point, I just read something online today that um, Nick Saban's at the point where when you played like – NCAA football 14 like when it used to be a game when like they used to make that game that's the type of thing when you Nick Saban's at the point where you've played the game so many seasons into it that you you have all the top prospects you're dominating and now you want to go to and trans or leave and go to Wyoming as your job and start over like that's where Nick Saban's at at this point he gets all the top recruits he's in the college football playoffs every year and he wins it every year basically Unless uh, Joe Burrow comes in and uh, changes that. But if if you think about it, without that and without Clemson, Ohio State would um, be single-handedly dominating this college football playoffs every single year. They've been in it every year. So, um, But the big thing I want to talk about for the Alabama game is the one guy that everyone knows about. The guy that everyone talks about, Devontae Smith. 215 yards and three touchdowns. No wonder he was the Heisman. He absolutely dominated. And was it him who did it, or was it Ohio State's defense that let he did it? The whole first half, all I heard the announcers talking about when Alabama was on offense is how Ohio State is playing a defense. It's a red zone game. It's a red zone game. That's what they said. They said, oh, it's a red zone game. And I was like, what does that even mean? And they were basically saying that Ohio State was playing a defense where they were going to allow Alabama's wide receivers, basically Devontae Smith, to get 10 yards and just kind of not let him get the deep plays, not let him burn you for the big plays. So they're going to allow him to get those small yards, and then once they got in the red zone, they were going to they were gonna kind of get big and, and stop him. And that didn't happen at all, like I said. Even Maggie Jones, who was another Heisman finalist, who he didn't get it, but he was part of the final couple. 464 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. That is, for a championship game, Alabama could not have played better on their offensive side of things. Devontae Smith, though, just amazing. Uh, Devontae uh, Adams, from the wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers, actually tweeted out um, during the game, from now on, if you misspell my name, make sure it's Devante, D-E-V-O-N-T-A. Because he that boy, and he was talking about um, Devante Smith, who just absolutely dominated the game. And I'm not going to um, discredit him. He played an amazing game. He made some great catches. Um, was it part because Ohio State's defense? I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I understand you don't want to get absolutely bombed by him. But, like, don't just give them those 10, 15 yards because the whole first half I saw Alabama just storm down the field easily besides the one fumble Mac Jones had, um, which kept Ohio State in the game in the first half for a while. But after that, uh, I didn't see anything. But big credits to Devontae Smith for the type of game he had. It was crazy um, what he did. Um, respect to him, and that's why he was the Heisman 
um, winner this year is because he just he, he made he made big plays. I mean, two hundred fifteen yards, like that's crazy. He had more receiving yards than Justin Fields had uh, passing yards. And I'm gonna go get into the Ohio State side of things soon, but I just want to give praise to Alabama because, like I said, they're they're playing amazing football. They always do. They always will. They never. I don't think they're ever gonna be that a team that that kind of drops. They're not like LSU, Georgia. Those teams are like they're good and then they're bad and then they're good. They're bad. They will always be at the top. So, um, it's just crazy how, how dominant this game was. Am I surprised? Not really. I mean, Alabama's crazy good. I thought Ohio State would put up more of a fight than they did. Um, I mean, they did in the first quarter, but after that, they really didn't. So I was a little surprised about that. I thought Ohio State's offense would be better than it was. I said it would only, I said, I think, I'm pretty sure my prediction was Alabama would win by two touchdowns and I'm, if I do the math correctly here, it's way more than two touchdowns. So, um, congrats to them. Uh, I'm I'm ready for next year. I'm hope I'm hoping Wisconsin can do something. I mean, there's been every couple of years where they kind of get that hope. We get hopeful that oh, they're 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 right there. All they gotta do is win that Big Ten championship game and they're in the playoffs for the first time. And then they lose to Ohio State and they don't make it. And then the next year they have a bad or they, they're supposed to have a good team. They play badly, and then I'm like okay, whatever. Next year. We get to the five or six in the country, play Ohio State in the championship. If we, if we win, we're in, in the playoffs, and we lose. And then the next year, we just have a bad year again. It's like every other year. It's weird. I, I don't know what's going on with that team. I just hope next year is better for us. Do I want to be the fourth team to play Alabama in the playoffs? No, because I, I'll have hope all week, and then the day it hits, I'll just we'll get absolutely embarrassed, and I, I'll get mad. But, um, yeah, so... Alabama did their thing, but at the same time, I have to give Ohio State some credit for giving them some some help. Uh, like I said, their defense just even not even on run plays. There were times where there's just a swarm of players, and this is Alabama. This is what this is. Um, kudos to them too. Their running back would just be going, going, and then um, he would he would it looked like he would be getting tackled. Like, there would just be a swarm of players. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he got, he got either tackled at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, or maybe like a yard or two. And all of a sudden, you see him at the first down marker. I'm like, how did that happen? Like, there were so many times where, like, I thought, oh, it would literally be a second down and t- second and ten. Big stop. If you can get him at the line of scrimmage or behind it, they are it's, it's third and long. Something Ohio State would dream of doing to Alabama. And you, they would make contact at the line of scrimmage. Looked like okay, so it's going to be about a third and nine, third and eight, possibly even a third and ten again. And then he finds his way to get to a third and two, and then from there it's too easy for them with the type of uh, defense Ohio State was playing. And I bet Ohio State had a plan for this defense. I bet they thought it would work out. It just didn't. Um, Devonte Smith is just he's he's a different type of player. So um, I think this really is going to help that kid's uh, draft stock with this game. Um, so that. Congrats to him. I hope I hope he does well in the NFL when he gets there. Um, but yeah, um, Ohio State's defense wasn't wasn't anything amazing. I mean, giving up fifty two points won't do it in a in a championship game. Definitely against Alabama. Um, but uh, the other thing that I was going to talk about is uh, on the first play of the game. I feel so bad for this guy, um, Trey Sermon, the running back from Ohio State. I think this made a big de- big difference in the game. He he's a top player in the league in in college football, and he actually had a shoulder injury in the first play of the game, and actually had to go to the hospital, uh, in the first quarter. I've heard it. I haven't heard too much about it actually, but 
I guess the mom said something about that he, it's nothing serious, he'll be fine, but um, I think that really changed the game because Trey, Trey Sermon, I mean, he, he could have scored some touchdowns. He could have helped the team out a lot. And, I mean, they had to go to Master Teague, which is their backup. And he was out last uh, – he was out the semifinal game due to a concussion, but was back this game. And he had two touchdowns. They were goal line touchdowns, but, like, he still played very well, I think, for uh, coming in last minute, not expecting really to get too many touches. And he was their main guy with 15 carries. So, Feel bad for Trey Sermon. I mean, you work your butt off to get there um, your whole entire career. As a kid, moving up, high school, middle school, all that, into college, you're you're preparing all season. You get there, and then the first play of the game, you get injured. I feel bad for the guy. Now, I don't know what he's doing, if he's going to go back to Ohio State next year or not. I, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know. I'm not, I don't pay attention to that type of stuff too much, so I don't know if he'll be moving on, if he'll be moving on to NFL or if he's going to stay back in college for another year, but... I feel bad for the guy. He he worked so hard to get there, and he only got one play. And um, hoping that whatever his injury is, it's a speedy recovery, and he can either get ready for the NFL draft or he can come back and get ready for Ohio State next year. And I don't want him to make the playoffs because I want Wisconsin to, but hopefully have a good season for them. Um, but yeah, I felt bad for the guy. Uh, Master T came in though, and he did well. Uh, sixty-five yards, two touchdowns. I mean, two touchdowns for twenty-four points. I mean, that's that's really good. Um, over half of the points are from him right there, uh, if I'm doing that math correctly, I guess. But um, I guess I personally think the big reason that, that that Trey Sermon getting injured was you don't have to worry about the running game as much. Like, yeah, Master Teague did well, but Trey Sermon's a whole nother animal out there when he plays. And I feel that possibly once Trey Sermon went out, Alabama was like, okay, so we we can worry about the run, but we don't have to worry about him going for big plays we can he'll get a couple yards but he won't beat us out at, at anything so at that point they could really sit back and watch Justin Fields do his thing and Justin Fields just couldn't do that and I think that's what I'm trying to get to next is Justin Fields just didn't have the type of day that you needed him to he had a he had his stellar career game a game too early now could he have had this game against Clemson no they wouldn't be in this game so he did it at the right time don't get me wrong he got him to championship and he he was dealing with his rib injury still, so I, I'll give him that. He was wearing some new protector plate around his his core to protect him a little bit, and obviously that's gonna affect you. But I I I don't want to blame Justin Fields, but I could tell from the first snap of the game for him when they went three and on that first drive, I was like, this is just not gonna be the offense that we saw in the semifinal game. He tried to throw the ball, screen pass, and it was. I don't know if what what he was thinking, but the Alabama guy uh, batted it down right away. It wasn't even close. I don't I don't want to like hate on him for it because I respect the guy. I love the guy. I just feel that. I mean, could he've had a better game? Yes. Alabama's defense is crazy good. That he lost his top um, running back in the first play of the game, but I think Alabama's defense is really good. So I think that was part of it. But I just and I feel like the ribs had something to do with it. He wasn't a hundred percent, and even the announcers are saying like. To beat Alabama, you need your quarterback to be 100%. And they were saying that Justin Fields said he's about 75-80% at this point. So kudos to him for going out there and playing. I bet it wasn't comfortable for him to play, and he went out and tried his hardest. Um, wasn't the best day for him. Uh, he'll still get drafted high in the NFL if he decides to go that route. I'm assuming he'll decide to go that route. Uh, I don't even know what, what uh, grade he is in, I guess. Um, I could find that out real quickly because I don't even know if he's uh, – um, I guess he started in 2018, so he's probably only a junior this year, and he'll be 
he could come back for next year. I don't think he will, but um, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, wow, where it, where it, I'm trying to find out where he um or if he's a junior. Okay, so in 2019 he was a junior, so I'm assuming that means he's a senior this year. I should have done this research earlier, but he um. He's, he, he, I think he'll go to the draft this year. I'm, I'm 90% sure uh, he will be going to uh, the draft. Sorry, I, I kind of got off topic on that. But, he, yeah, he, had a, he didn't have an amazing game, 194 yards, one touchdown. I mean, Alabama's defense is very good. And I feel as if – I mean, he didn't throw an interception, so that's always good. But there were a couple throws. I mean, he had some very good throws, don't get me wrong, but then he also had some throws that were like, oh, that was not... There's a couple times where he should have been intercepted and he wasn't, so... Um, still got to give him respect for going out there uh, 70% and playing. I mean, hey, you played amazing in the semifinal game. You got your team to the championship. It just didn't work out, and so that was, that was tough. Um, but there's one more thing I also want to talk about in this game, and it was the targeting call on Jordan battle. And you can like the call... You can hate the call. You can hate the rule. You can like the rule. You can hate the call that they made. And I don't know where I stand on it. Because they showed him on the sidelines after it happened. And he he was... It looked like he was just crying almost. He he. I mean, you work your butt off. Like I said, like that running back. You work your butt off and you get... I mean, he had to play for the whole first half basically. But you work your butt off in the championship game to get there. And you can't play there anymore. Um... Do I like the call? Technically, yes, it was a correct call. The helmet led into his helmet. It's a helmet-to-helmet call. By the rule, that is the right call. I just feel like... I like the call. It's, it, it keeps players safe. And I know that's all what football's about these days. Announcers are even saying it. They're saying, back in the day, that 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 hit was like... They wanted that. Coaches wanted that. Sports Center would show that every day. Like, that was an okay hit. Like, coaches would ask for that. And now you can't do that, obviously, because of the... The research they've done on what head injuries can do and contact sports and all that. but So I like the call. Don't get me wrong. It's the right call. Alabama probably didn't like it too much. Fans there didn't like it. But it was the right call. But I think the college football needs to change their rule on it being a full game. I think depending on where it happens in the game, you should, it should be like a certain amount of time out of that game. So say like he had it happen at the it was like six minutes left in the second quarter it happened, okay so he sits out the rest of the second quarter, and the third quarter and let him come back in the fourth. I don't think it should be for a full game. You're literally taking, like because definitely in like last games of the season where it's like seniors like even just say like a random bowl game worst bowl game that there can be. I don't know what it is but say it's the worst bowl game you could get into first one of the season, no one cares about it. no one watches it besides those fans, and say the senior. He's been working his butt off through high school, small town type of guy, makes it to college, makes it to this team, they get into a bowl game. He's ready, he's ready. First big stage game of his career, basically, because he's been playing in a small high school, he's been playing at a college that's not really that successful, so he finally gets a game. And say in the first quarter, he makes a hit, not a bad, and I mean, if it's a really bad hit, yeah, take him out for the rest of the game. And if it looked like it was intentional, yeah, take him out for the rest of the game. But I think you should be able to have like a level one, level two, and a level three. So like a level one, you're only out for the, a quarter. Level two, maybe you're out for a half. And then the level three, you're out for the game. Man, that, that's what I've, I feel like should happen. And I think that, like I said, without going back to that one guy, working his butt off to get up into this bowl game, first big game of his career, first like national televised game basically. 
And say in the first quarter, he has a hit that, I mean, yeah, it's a bad hit. And he shouldn't have done it. But it's not, it, what it, it's, it, could be, it could be determined as like a level one under like the rules that I would have had. And he could come back in the third, fourth quarter and get some more time. Because I just feel like, yes, I know you need to keep the players safe. But if it's not that, like the one last night was, all, all, it was a bad hit, but it wasn't anything awful. Like the tight end was back in the next play, and I know like it could have been different. And it was a, it was like right now around the neck area. If he was a little bit lower, it'd been fine. And it was a blind side. It was just I don't know. It, it was a bad hit. I felt bad for the guy because it looked like he was upset. And yeah, he shouldn't have made the hit. You guys can say that, but I just feel that maybe they should change the rules. I think they should keep the targeting, but maybe change. I think they should have levels because there's levels of different hits like level one of targeting could be just a head-to-head one okay yeah you you set off for the quarter and come back in the next one or there could be a level three or like you could go up to level four where like you need to set off for the rest of this game and possibly more games to go because that was such an illegal hit that that should not ever be seen again um but i don't know i felt bad for the guy luckily they were winning by by a good amount i mean i think it was close at the moment but luckily they won the game um but I just feel bad for him. I don't know what I don't know what his plans are afterwards. If he if that was his last game of his career or not, but um, that that I feel I felt bad for him I, when I saw him on the sideline. He had a towel on his head and he looked like he was about to cry. So I I think he definitely wished he didn't do it. And I wish I I wish he would have been able to go back out there and play. But I think overall in this game, if you go off of this game, the big thing that happened was um, that Alabama Alabama has um. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. Experience. They have experience. Um, and it's going to go down to that. I mean, Ohio State's never been in the national championship. None of these guys have been. They've been in it before, but none of these guys have really been in it. And Alabama, Devontae Smith was there last year. Um, I don't know about any others where they were last year and if they were actually playing, but they've had the, a lot of these guys have probably had the experience. So I think that's what it boils down to um, in this one. They've been under the bright lights for years and years. And when you go to Alabama, you know you're going to be under the bright lights. Same with Ohio State, but at Alabama, you definitely know you're going to be under the bright lights. And so they were expecting that Nick Saban's a good coach, and I think that's what ultimately got them this win. Um, aside from the game, I'm going to talk about college football playoffs in general. So if you guys did not know, top four teams make it every year. And... When they first came up with this thing, I thought it was amazing. Like, I love how they, they switched it away from just the bowl series where it's like, okay, these two teams are automatically in the national championship. Like, how do you determine that? Like, okay. I like how you have to earn your way there with the semifinal. And it was really cool for the first few years, years until the same teams kept making it. Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Ohio State. What um, Am I missing any other teams? Like, those are basically the four. Ohio State, Alabama. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Um, LSU made it, Notre Dame made it one time or something like that. Um, like the same teams are making it and, and I mean like don't downgrade those teams for doing it. They're, they're making the team like they're doing their job. So don't say, Oh, it's Alabama's fault for being so good. Like, no, it's the, it's the committee's fault and it's whoever runs college football. They need to expand it. And I know they don't want to do this, but they need to expand it to eight teams because that will, um, that will just help in so many ways. Some other teams can get into it, like Florida, Texas A&M. Coastal Carolina could possibly get a chance to go on. I saw one for 16. I think 16 is too much. That would take um, too long to do, I think, in college. You'd have to shorten the season or start the season earlier than it does um, just because you can only play once a week. And NFL has that time. College doesn't. Um, 
I mean, they do, but like, I think, I think the season's long enough for them as it is. Um, so I think they need to change it to eight teams. Yes, it gives the Badgers a better chance of making it. So I might be a little biased on that because in years past they would make it. But the big thing, I think it'll just be more fun. Like more teams will make it that are fun. Will it? Will it solve the blowout problems? Probably not, because Alabama's gonna go and blow out the number eight seed. Uh, the two's gonna blow out the seven seed. Probably like they're not gonna make for a good game, but it gives us some entertainment for a little bit. It allows us to see those closer matchups. Like maybe you, yeah, who cares about the one and eight seed? But now you get to see like the four and the five seed go at it. So maybe like a Notre Dame, Texas A and M. So then you can see like, oh, was Notre Dame the one who should have been the four, or should the five have made it? Or do something. Or maybe even just make the four and the five played out for that fourth seed. I don't know. Do something to make it a little bit more entertaining. And I, I mean, I just saw that idea. Maybe make the five seed play the, the four seed. I mean, that kind of sucks because then like, oh, do you stop it there? Should you make the six seed play the five seed and then the five seed play the four? No. Just make five seed. Whoever's the five seed, the one who just missed is what they basically call it. The, the last two or the first two out. Make the fifth seed to play the four seed. Winner that gets the four seed, and then you guys play. I think it works, but I mean, there's probably going to be people out there who say, "Oh, that's so dumb." But you got to do something to fix it, or else people are going to stop watching. Because as of now, everyone's like, "Oh, so these four teams are going to make it every year, and then it's going to be Alabama dominating the whole entire playoffs." So I mean, college football can think about it. I don't think they will. There's been reports saying they 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 don't want to change it. They like what it is. So. Um, I mean, they make some money. People still watch it somehow. So, But even the announcers last night, I think, were saying, like, they need to change it. And I think a lot of ESPN analysis say they need to change it. It's the college football people who don't. So um, I guess we'll have to see where that goes. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm excited to see if they change anything. I like that they change it to the, f- the four, but I'm ready for them to change it to eight. I, I don't think six is enough. I think six is really weird in how they do it. I don't know how they would figure that out. Because um, you'd have to give uh, the two top teams a buy, and I don't think top two deserve a buy in a six sixteen playoff. I don't think that that makes sense. Um, because then we're basically back to where we were with the top four teams again. So I don't know. I think they should consider it. I think it's stupid of them for just saying, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do it." I mean, they probably considered it, but I I think they should sit down and look at it a little bit more in more in detail. So. Um, that's what I have for that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's all we had for this one. I actually got through that good. Um, I feel like there's still times where I, I feel like there's still times where I, I stutter like I just did, or I forget what I'm gonna say. So I really need to get better at that. The problem is I, I start talking and then I like stare at something that I'm, I'm sitting in my basement. I stare at something and I all of a sudden forget what I want to say. Um, I feel like a lot more prepared this time with my list that I had though. So that I think I'm going to keep doing that. My first one, I just went off the top of my head. I just started looking at a, a, at a computer screen of what I wanted to talk about. And I just thought of that. Um, yesterday I had one too, and it didn't work out as well. It was really messy. So today I made a better one. And I think that helped me talk about a lot of things. Also, I want to get better at like transitioning from one to another. I feel like I just kind of be like, I'm talking and then I like just switch it over. Um, I would like to switch, uh, get a better transition going, but as I get going on this, I think it'll get better. Um, that's really all I have for today. Um, I don't know when the next episode will be out. It'll probably be out. I'll probably make it tomorrow, but I'm not going to post tomorrow. I'm going to try and get a schedule going of certain days. The thing with that's hard is sports is so, um, it's so unpredictable. Like, I don't know when news is going to hit, and I'm going to want to make it when that news comes out. But also, at the same time, I don't want to just talk about one thing. 
like if it's like say someone gets traded, I don't want to talk about that for the whole time because I can only talk about that for ten minutes. I'm not gonna post a ten minute episode out there, but I can add into something else. So I feel like if I do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or maybe Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, I don't know. I'll figure something out. I want to do Mondays because I can really recap the weekend. So that's why I think I want to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I can preview what's for the weekend and recap it on Monday, and then Wednesday just kind of a middle like, hey, what's going on in the week. But um, for the whole probably like one, two people who will listen to this, uh, give me some feedback on what you think if I should start like getting a schedule out there because right now I'm just posting whenever I feel like it. Um, but later this week I will have a preview of the division around. So I'll definitely expect that. And then I might try and uh, get some MLB offseason stuff going on in there since that's been pretty slow. I'll just do a few quick points. And if anything else comes up in the next few a uh, few days I will probably keep it an episode so keep looking forward to it and I will see you guys in the next one